this bonus episode of the podcast, we discuss whether Wayne Rooney can become a top football manager. Also, insane football bets, FIFA punishments, Alex Song, meal deals and bad squatting form. Yes, sit back, relax, crack open a cold one and welcome to Four Manks, One Toffee, Extra Time. So one thing about this story is that I didn't. Is it is that it's just his first game that he's been the manager of, or is he has he had more? I didn't see the official bit where he took over. Nah. So so Koku Koku got binned off, didn't he? I think he's been yeah. in charge for two games because when I went to Wrexham last week, I was in the car and I think he was taking over his first game against. It might have been Luton. No, he was yeah, Wickham. But they lost. They lost in Wickham. They? Right, and then this was his first win because they needed to start getting wins, is what I remember hearing. I think they're fucked, though. You know, I think Derby, Derby are a little bit like Sheffield United. I think I think the damage is already done. Mm. Yeah, it's it's one of them, isn't it? And is it right to have given it to Wayne Rooney? To, is that is that what's going to keep them up in the Championship? I mean, how how well how well were Millwall performing before that defeat? I don't know. Um, but it seems like quite a, a gamble that does to me. I, I seem to remember Millwall's home form hasn't been great so far this season. But it depends how you're looking at it, doesn't it? Because from, from one perspective, like you're bottom of the table, what have you got to lose yeah. by putting him in there? Like you've got nothing to lose. And there must have been something about Rooney's contract when he went to... There must have been something in place for when he went to Derby. Because Wayne yeah, Rooney is not going to Derby if there's nothing in place there for him. No, that I'm sure I remember that being the case. So it was... He had 32 red, um, basically pay part of his contract or part of his transfer fee. That's why he was number 32. And he was officially going as a player-manager role, a player-coach role. Um and yeah, so it, does he still play then? Or is he just purely managing? Yes, I think he is a player coach still, isn't he? Yeah. God, the stuff of dreams. Put yourself on. <laughs> so, so we're just talking about. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's still a good win for them. But Millwall's form before they played Derby, they beat Luton two 0 at home, and then they drew. Oh, no, they beat Preston away, sorry, and then they lost to Huddersfield. Drew, 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 lost, and then they lost to Derby again the other day. So they're not... They're oh, not. So they get relegated. Yeah, so they're, they, they're in Shits Creek as well. I think, it's, I think it's Derby, and I'm pretty sure that Wickham are the other team at the bottom of the championship. You are correct. Well, let's face it, Wickham were never going to do anything. And Wickham Wonders. And yeah, Wickham was a, a magical story, but they were never ever going to stay up. He's not got the money. No. And I said they're still playing Biowak in Benroom from. Is, is he scored? Why wouldn't you? I don't, I don't think he scored yet. I don't, to be honest, I don't even know if he's played much. He's always. Yeah, he's played 12, started six. No goals. I mean, the guy's the guy's thirty eight. At his age, it's tough, isn't it? But at his age and his weight, 
Yeah. Like how we, as a person, I mean, the app I've got here has got him down as 102 kilos and it is 102 kilos of meat as well. The guy is a fucking beast. Do you know what's really brilliant? I reckon he is. He's, he's got to be more than that. He's he's six kilos more than I am. And he, he's yeah. well bigger than I am. <laughs> My height, bear in mind as well. So he's got a few, you've got a few inches on him. In height or? Well, <laughs> but no, talking to the championship, we, we, we moved on from Wednesday. Um, a brilliant piece there. But Derby County Boys, the Four Manks One Toffee podcast can all be centred around Wayne Rooney for what it needs to. Arguably best player for both clubs ever, as far as I'm concerned. Um, fucking legend of the game. Like yeah. I still think we got rid of him too early. I'm glad he went on and still had success back at Everton and then in the MLS. Definitely. If he left any club too early, mate, it was Everton, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I'm glad he left you too early because he came to us. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, isn't it good to see uh, one of our childhood heroes move into management? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good if he could go on to do something. I think we all probably have doubts about how good a manager he's actually going to be. Mm. I, I'm assuming he's got all his management badges. Yeah, he'll have to do When did he study those? Well, see, I don't think he. I don't think he must do because he he got put in the job because Koku got sacked. So unless he's unless he's got his badges as soon as he went to Derby, um, in preparation for Koku to be sacked. But I don't know. I think there's no one ever going to question his footballing brain. No. The, the guy, the guy was different breed on the pitch. He saw the game so differently than everyone else. Yeah. Hundred percent. And you think if you if you cannot get motivated by, I'll even throw this out here: England's best ever player. If you're in that Derby County dressing room and you've got Wayne Rooney speaking to you, yeah. first of all, you'd be like, "Can you slow down? I can't understand you." And secondly, <laughs> like you're gonna get motivated. You're gonna get G'd up by England's all-time top goal scorer, United's all-time top goal scorer. Yeah, like, he's still confident. You must be thinking to yourself. Fuck me! If he's picked me to play, yeah, then he must believe in me somewhere. You got to be in awe of that, aren't you? Because all of the players in that team have grown up watching him. Yeah, yeah. they've grown up watching him. They've grown up seeing him score those wonder goals. And they've like, grown up playing him on FIFA. Like that's the area yeah. they were all putting him on FIFA. They've all bought him on FIFA. They've all had him on Football Manager. They've, like, there's no way that they've avoided him no. all those years. <laughs> But I kind of think that he must be looking at um, Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard's like ascent to management. So starting in the in the championship with the team, and well, it's basically the championship in Scotland. Um, which, by the way, I was listening to the radio today and I heard someone come on and say that they reckon a good replacement should Celtic sack Neil Lennon would be. Big Sam. And I was thinking, so, <laughs> not, right? At Celtic, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably would. Like, um, I could go up and manage Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think that seeing seeing Gerard, I mean, he's 13 points clear of Celtic at the moment there. They're going to win the league this year. Uh, 
Frank did an all right job with Derby. He obviously lost the playoff final, but got his, his move to uh, to Chelsea. Um, John Terry, even with being assistant at Villa, he'll go on to be a manager somewhere, I reckon as well. So it's weird. It is weird to see like this gen that generation of of England stars almost like going into management now and it's weird seeing them on the touchline like I can still only imagine them as a player so mm. in my head they all will in my head seem to be a shit manager because I can only still imagine them being a player um, but one of them's got to do well haven't they I guess and these there aren't many uh, ex-pros that became managers um, or that weren't ex-pros that became managers are they so they, they've got to come from somewhere within the game I think is it Maurizio Sarri is one of the only uh, managers that wasn't an ex-pro. Uh, um, so one of the major ones that you think of, isn't it? What's the story yeah. with uh, Nagelsmann? Because he's he very was good. a pro, but he, he he got an injury. I think he yeah. long-term injury. He got I, injured very early. I I always there tends to be a correlation, doesn't there, between how good you were as a player. And then how good you are as a manager. Like the better you were as a player, the worse you seem to be as a manager. Yeah. Which is yeah. why Paul Scholes is awful and Gerard and Lampard are doing well. <laughs> but there the tends to be, on a serious level, there tends to be like a I can't think of anyone who's ever booked the trend of being like a top, top class player. And then they've gone on to be like a top, top class manager as well. Like Guardiola, Guardiola was all right. He's a decent player. Yeah. All right as a player, wasn't it? But as a manager, he's fucking unreal. Klopp, decent player, great manager. Ferguson, Fergie back in the day, used to bang yeah. goals in in Scottish League. Wasn't the greatest player in the world. Then gets into management. He's fucking unreal. That's it. All these managers you said there were just decent. Decent. There's no former Ballon d'Or winners that have got to successful management. We're not talking Francesco Baresi being one of the best managers we've seen, and arguably one of the best defenders we've ever seen. It's, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? I wonder if the the hunger goes, potentially. Yeah. Well, well, Zidane, Zidane's a very interesting one, isn't it? Because he, he inherited one of the best squads of a generation. Um, I, and I, I always use this argument and I use it to, back, to annoyingly back up Steven Gerrard. You can only beat what's in front of you and you can only use what you've got. You know, it's an elite mentality to go and win the Champions League three times in a row. Yeah. Like, it, it must be the mentality that Gerard is instilling as his players in Rangers right now, yeah. where they've lost the last nine league titles and now the 13 points clear. Like, he's he's clearly done something. He's clearly done something right. And we'll never, ever see what Gerard can do as a manager until he moves to England. Well, but, he's, doing, he's doing it in Europe as well, though. That's, yeah, that's what I would back it up with. You can back him because of what they do in Europe. It'd be interesting to see what level of club he comes to when he does eventually come to England. Because I think the jump to Liverpool is probably too much straight away. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, this is the thing people are wondering: when will it end for Klopp? Because he won't stay there for years and years and years. No, I don't think. He says he's done after his contract, and he? he says he's like whether he retires or whether he whether he leaves. Like his contract is his contract. Germany, he'll be the manager. I thought I'll take Jurgen Klopp. Guarantee it. Germany or Bayern. That's... He is, hasn't he, Jurgen Klopp? Yeah, I think I think he could also be touted for Real Madrid. Mm. I just don't see Zidane 
leaving Real Madrid when it falls right for Klopp to step in? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see Klopp going to Madrid either, personally. I don't think that's the the project that Klopp would want that later in his yeah. career. I think I don't know. Like, he likes taking the club that's almost there and getting them there. Madrid are, Madrid are already there. Like Madrid are the biggest club in the world, hands down. Mm-hmm. Like, that, he, he, I can't imagine Klopp as a Galactical manager. Klopp, you take Barca then. <laughs> Barca oh, yeah. needs help. <laughs> did you see them lose to Cadiz the other day? Nicolado uh, scored. So that their first home win for ages as well. That first be... home win against Barcelona in 14 years. The first team to get promoted from the La Liga Segunda to beat Athletic Bilbao, Real Madrid and Barcelona since Cadiz did it 40, uh, 41 years ago. They're the first team to um, beat those three teams that Danny just mentioned um, while I had the losing team on a um, massive accumulator. So thanks, Cadiz. <laughs> thanks, Alvaro. Mate, your accumulators every week are the same story. Yeah. I don't know why you're carrying on. It's, the it's like they're called accumulators because the only thing I'm accumulating is debt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even put a big amount on them either. It's always like 50p's and stuff. And then when I look at like the total amount that's gone, I'm just like, oh, well, that's, that's a fucking few grand, that. <laughs> what, what, is, what is the best bet you've ever won? Um, Lee's had some good ones. Yeah. Is it better then, Richard Dunn to score the first goal and Villa and City to draw one all? I've got one exactly like that, haven't I, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> I had... Um, Everton to beat Man City 2-1, Tim Cahill to score first or any time or something like that. They went 2-0 up and then City were all over us uh, at full time at 2-1 and it was nearly 2-2, but they, they held on. It was like, I mean, it was like 130-1 to one or something daft like that. Yeah. I've never, never had like a wild winner like that, me, but my, I, my specialty when I was in, like loving the betting, like too much of it. <laughs> um, the the ten to a thousand challenges, yeah, I completed twice in a row and then absolutely bottled it and then carried on bottling it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd have never been able to do that because yeah. I shit myself after a couple hundred quid. I'd have had to. Okay. The, the first time I lost it was I remember it clear as day. PSG were playing, I think it was Ren, and I, it was when I was still at Morrison's and I wasn't driving, so I had to get the bus home on Saturday night. And my phone signal died, and they were. It was like on dangerous attack for Ren. I was like, "Oh, there's like 720 pound on this bet here. I don't feel confident. I might cash it out." Signal died. One nil down. I was like, "Right, all out. Two nil, three nil, 700 pound down the drain." Good. That is just a result that never happens. Oh mate, it was the last one of the bet. It was like certified banker. I think I think they were one point two nine. At PSG, I was like, "There's no way, there's no way it doesn't come in." And I sat there, I sat in my room, just like, "I've just lost seven hundred pounds <laughs> in ninety minutes." I uh, no word of a lie. The the closest I've come to big money though, when I was at university, so it, you know it'd have been beautiful if it came in because we all, everyone that's been university knows 
that those student loans only stretch so far, especially yeah. when you go to the student union for beers all the time. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had a 20-fold on. I'd not put much on it, a couple of quid, because I couldn't really stretch too much back when I was on a student loan. And um, I got... I think it was about 18 out of 20 going into a final day of fixtures for the two, the two remainder fixtures. And I went down to the student union with my paper slip. I had the 18 ticked off and I was waiting on the last two. I can't remember who the second to last one was, the penultimate game, but that came in and I was waiting on one. And it was Tranmere against Huddersfield, I think. I know it was definitely Huddersfield, but I feel like Tranmere were in <laughs> League Two and Huddersfield were back in League Two. This was way before they obviously came up to the Premier League. And um, Tranmere were at the bottom of League Two, and Huddersfield were about second or third. And I had Huddersfield to win, right? And it went 1-0 Tranmere, 1-1, 2-1 Tranmere, 2-2. And then I think there was about 10 minutes left, and I just didn't get a winner. Didn't get a winner, and I was mate, I was almost sick. I was almost sick because it due to pay out like two and a half grand. It, it killed me. I was sat in the student union, fuming, <laughs> and after that, I just I never did twenty folds after that for a good two weeks. <laughs> I used to do them every Saturday in unit. I used to, and they weren't even online ones. They were going down to Will- all the lads in the house going down to Willie Hill on fucking Frodsham Street in Chester, pound in hand, just sticking like a 17-fold on or something. I, I was I was one game away once from about nine grand. Nine grand. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was, it was Chelsea. It was Chelsea and Arsenal at Stamford Bridge. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Van Persie scored a hat trick. And I just I just felt my heart breaking. And that, that game maybe or something. It was like it was like four three or five three or something, but that game came in, and then I had like five or six games or something afterwards, and I was just like, "Well, fuck it," I knew it was never going to happen, and every single other game came in, and I was just looking at it all day like, "Ah!" It just goes. The best ones. You'll never win. The best ones I've had. I was um, from the ones I can remember. Um, I won six hundred and fifty quid once on horse racing um and i was working this was when i'm a second year of uni i lived in york and i was working at this um like questionnaire like market research company opposite the race course and i literally my job was to like ring people up and do questionnaires with them over the phone like market research uh, i actually quite enjoyed that um but it, it was pretty boring like waiting for people to answer the phone and stuff so what i'd be doing is i'd just be sat like putting a bet on the horses like as i was waiting um and i had like so what i was doing is i started with like a fiver and then that horse won and i got like 25 quid so then what i did is I just split it and put like 12 pound 50 each way on the next horse then that one and then i did it again and that one and i did it twice and it got to like 350 so i took 300 and kept 50 in and I put 25 each way on another horse and that won and that was another like 350 quid it was, it was like 650 in the end so that was one um I also had one of those requester bets on for the Man United against PSG game where we won it in the last minute with a Rashford penalty um and I it was something like I had two or three players set a card 
Rashford to score and Man United to win 3-1. And when that penalty went in, I, f- I fucking, I nearly hit the roof or my head, literally head on the roof. Like that was about 500 odd quid. And same with, um, what's that young Brazilian fella called for Arsenal? He's only 18. Martinelli. Martinelli. Yes. So I had another request to bet on. That was for 500 odd quid. It was him. So here's that breakaway goal he scored. You know, it yes. was against Chelsea. Yeah, that was that won me the money as well. Him because I needed him to score in the request a bit. Um, another one I remember was was at uni. That was, that was about five hundred quid. That was um, an accumulator. And it really, really weirdly enough, earlier on uh, when we were waiting for to start this next segment, I was looking through my. You know, on Facebook you can look at your memories. So I was looking through my memories on Facebook. Um, I'll just get it up here. My dad um, had actually put a bet on. And apparently, on this day, uh, there it is, on this day six years ago, my dad actually won a 19-fold accumulator. But it was only for, like, 366 quid. Did he put on, like, two beers at a Collins special? He put on three quid. Three quid he put on, so they must have all been favourites. But yeah, six years ago today, my dad won £366 on a 19-fold. No chance, draw, no bet, covering all the bases. <laughs> that, that was the game. I was just showing you, Zen, one but that was the game. It was 5-3, Arsenal. Oh. What a belter that was. Do you know, there's some fucking names on here, like Lampard, Terry and Mata scored for Chelsea. Van Persie did get a hat-trick, I remembered that right. Andre Santos, Jesus, Theo Walcott, and you, you want to see some of the players that got assists. So for Chelsea, Mata Lampard and Raul Morales with the assists. Arsenal, Arsenal assist, Javinho, Song, <laughs> Van Persie, and Mikel Arteta. Alex Song, will, I'll never forget him for that time where. Barcelona were lifting the Champions League trophy and Puyol goes to give it to Abidal to lift because he comes back from his uh, liver cancer and Song thinks it's him that he's giving it to and he's like, oh God, it's making me cringe just thinking about it. And then when he realises he's giving it to Abidal who stood behind him, his face, oh God, the pain. That would be clipped up and put on a video. Oh, like, like he's going to stand him. there and be like, you know, he, you know, he needs to lift this trophy for us right now, <laughs> Alex Song. Alex Song. <laughs> Swear he never even played. Like, he did because that was the time where me and Josh used to watch Barca every week, and I honestly hated Song. I thought he was one of the worst players that Arsenal had. And then when I found out that Barca was signing him, I was devastated. I was like, why? And then every time he played, he was useless. Uh, honestly, I, I used to hate him. He was like a, a long, he was part of a long line of what was supposed to be like quality central defensive midfielders at the time, wasn't it? On final yeah. failed Patrick Vieira replacements. Yeah. Yaya Sinogo. Abu Diaby. Oh, God. Do you know Diaby what? was a good player. Yeah, Diaby was one that I really felt sorry for because he was an absolute baller and he, he just had no knees. And these were like the most injuries of anyone ever, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, really. Like everybody parts somehow. 
do you know who was class and always underrated for Arsenal? And I think he got sold to Olympia. He was either Olympiacos or Panathinaikos for like a million. Gilberto Silva. Mate, what yeah. player. Hot baller. What a player he was. And do you know who else was a great player? Now that we're speaking of central defensive midfielders from like early 2010s, Lasana Diara. Yeah. With that weird... No, I, no, I'm stopping this right now. No, no, he wasn't. He was a bang average midfielder that had the best agent in football. He no. must have the same agent that Max, St. Max and Chupo Moting has. <laughs> no, because I disagree. was the most bang out. He played for fucking Portsmouth. Yeah, but that Portsmouth that was, team was baller. Yeah, because yeah, that, that was... That was... That was... That was bang average at best. And he just somehow ended up at the best clubs in Europe. <laughs> no, that would mate, he played for a Portsmouth side that was absolutely just like ramming two goals against AC Milan at home, drawing two all. <laughs> and what did they do? They won the FA Cup and got relegated in the same season. <laughs> they must have been really good. Well was that Harry Redknapp's team? Yeah. If you speak, if you speak yeah. to Arsenal fans, that's a good season. Yeah. <laughs> that season, this season. <laughs> Why did Arsenal got relegated? Oh mate, I'd love it. They would literally implode, wouldn't they? AFTV. Imagine I, I would do nothing but watch AFTV. Oh, I'd rather pay... I'd pay to see that over paying to watch fucking Logan Paul and Mayweather fight. Oh, my God. Have you seen how much those pay-per-view prices are? Isn't there, like, seven different prices depending on when you buy it? Early bird. But then the most, like, the latest one you can buy is, like, 75 quid. You're mentally ill if you buy that. It's the definition of selling out. Like they've gone to an app. When I checked that app last night when it was announced, yeah, twenty five thousand followers. The app that no one has ever heard of it. No one knows what it is. It's a meet and greet service. So it's a meet and greet live service, and they've bought the rights to Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Where have they got money from? They've got to be Chinese funded. They have to be Chinese funded. It just doesn't make sense otherwise. Now, when you say meet and greet, what do you mean? I mean virtual meet and greet. Like, you probably jump on Zoom and have a chat, have a chat with them. Is this like a chat roulette sort of situation? or? <laughs> yeah. Pay $100. You'd, you'd make pay, it that way. Yeah. Pay $100 yeah. and you can have fully clothesless. You pay $200 and you wear all your clothes. One of them. Yeah. On certain other ones. What are them ones, mate? Live Jasmine. The glory days of Amigo. Amigo, yeah. Isn't the one called Chatterbait or something like that? Oh, God. What a horrible name that is. I love how Lee's getting these spot on. I know these are spot on because I just watch Porn Day. I've never heard of fucking chat before. <laughs> what the fuck is chat It's basically what you think it is. Yeah, is it the two combined? Yeah, it's one where it's encouraged rather than one that it just happens. <laughs> one that doesn't take terms of service. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so seedy, isn't it? That was a great part of that podcast, what that? Can he do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? Bow Shandard, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
He was meant to be Barca's prodigy, wasn't he? And he just wasn't. Oh, you know what, though? He was fucking excellent on Football Manager for me. Hey, what? <laughs> he is uh, excellent on this FIFA for me as well. They've given him like a, a special card that's like 84 rated. Guy's a baller. <laughs> Why have they done that? I don't know his ways, but I'm not. Any excuse what to get hacks sold in it, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It's got, mate, the, the Black Friday that they just had was absolutely mental. They were, I, I worked out there was one two-minute period where they made 80 grand in two minutes just on PlayStation alone. It's, like, just, it's mental. Like It's all these packs and the, the different size packs you can get and then the different forms and players of the... like. I remember when Ultimate Team first came out, you'd have Team of the Week player and that and in informs. That'd be a lot. That's all you'd have. You'd have an informed player that week and then you'd have Team of the Year. In the first ones, they didn't even have Team of the Week. No, they didn't. No. No. no, it was just like the black cards that would have either the gold, silver or bronze element to them, depending on what league the player came from. Yeah. Because everybody always wanted like... The inform Akin Fenwa card, yeah. which would cost an absolute fortune, but it was bronze because he came from like League Two. Well, that was KSI that pushed yeah. that, wasn't it? Well, bearing in mind that we are in December, the game's only been out for three months. These are all the different card types. You said League Gold, Gold, Silver, Bronze, Inform. Base icon, middle icon, one to watch, rule breaker, SBC, Champions League rare, Champions League man of the match, Champions League live, Champions League team of the tournament, Europa League live, Europa League team of the tournament, flashback, player of the month for the Premier League, Bundesliga, MLS, and player moments. That, that's ridiculous. And it's they December. The value. They lose I don't the understand any from I come from an era where FIFA, to me, was just playing it with the lads before you went out in uni and fucking punishments for amount of goals conceded or scored and that is it for drinking games. writing letters to your mates and their parents <laughs> I, am, I am so sorry <laughs> I disappointed you <laughs> Jamie one who you all met in Bournemouth apart from you Danny you'll meet Jamie too but Jamie who's met in Bournemouth beat Andrew Kakankus 9-0 once on FIFA <laughs> And the FIFA punishment that we drew up was that he had to stand outside for an hour and watch us play FIFA, and he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Please say you got a photograph of that. This he literally stood outside of his own bedroom and stared at us through the window and watched us play FIFA for an hour. We timed him and everything. It was fucking so funny. There was another one where he had to be Jamie's slave. I think he got beat by 11. So Jamie made him go outside in the snow and do snow angels, like soaked in fucking wet for him. Oh, we used to do all sorts of shit. Do you ever do the tasty sandwich? Play? You are? Do you ever do the tasty sandwich for six? If you beat someone by six goals, you had to go and make you a tasty sandwich. <laughs> we didn't, I don't think we, we did it that stringently, but oh, I didn't the best ones we did were where we played it as a drinking game and you had to have a shot every time you conceded. And then we, we imposed our own kind of rule because Napoli had a player called Gokan Inla. Who... Gokan Inla, what a guy. 
scored nothing but screamers. And if he scored, you had to like down your drink and someone else's, something like that. I can't remember what it was, but combine that with Ring of Fire and you're not making it out of pre-drinks. I think the best one I ever had was we were doing pre-drinks and playing FIFA and we were doing random teams and I ended up with Fleetwood Town and the lad I was playing against ended up with Barcelona. Oh God. And I won 4-1. Yeah, scripting. And that way, it was me fucking being good. And uh, I ended up not paying for drinks most of the night because he fucking deserved to buy me my drinks after that for wasting my time. That's fair enough. FIFA rules were quite... We had one once where if Tevez scored a hat-trick, you had to wear a snud to all your lectures all day. Chester Student Union used to give those out for free on Freshers Week. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only reason I had one. (laughs) (laughs) It was class. I miss uni so much, mate. Yeah. Don't miss the uh, the assignments. You know what? The weird thing is, though, back when you were a student, you're writing like 2,000 word assignments and you're thinking, like, that's going to take you hours. And it usually did. But in work, I write 2,000 yeah. words in like 20 minutes. Yeah, like, it's nothing to me now that. <laughs> it's cold. When she was finishing her uni stuff, she was like, oh, I've got, I've got another 1,500 words to write. I'm like, that's my Monday morning report, that. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> that's my email, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't contribute to this. I wouldn't do that to them. <laughs> I, I can't contribute to this either. That, that's maybe a response to someone if I'm mugging them off saying, you're not getting a reward this week, sorry. <laughs> I'll probably speak 1,500 words. Yeah. People to make sure they keep the fucking chest up when they're squatting. <laughs> All over and over again. <laughs> There's nothing worse, is there, with squat. Like people in lockdown during squats, what are you looking at? Like, what's down there? Like, are you fucking stupid, honestly? Uh, parallel. <laughs> that spot in the ceiling, just look at it. I don't want you to take your eyes from that at all. Because if your chin's up, your chest is up. Simple as that. How did he leave the gym then? See you later, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to walk down the stairs like that and all. It's our home. TV's over there. I can't watch it. I've got to keep staring. <laughs> told me yet. He's not told me. <laughs> Put, putting the phone in front of the face, texting you, please. <laughs> Danny, can I stop now? <laughs> Imagine some, somewhere, some twat is doing that, thinking, I actually genuinely can't look at anything else. Fuck. <laughs> People are. I shouldn't be going to the gym if that's the case, mate. There's like not a lot of memberships. I can't talk about that in gyms, mate. I went to the gym with you once and shit myself and you had to say this way, any. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you know that you put in a good sesh. <laughs> I got nosebleed after my gym session earlier. I don't, it was probably the, air, the cold air, but I get them quite a lot. <laughs> Sorry, it was probably the cold air. That's yeah, because it's cold outside. I get, them all, I get nosebleeds all the time, hey, mate. You're definitely down on the floor when you do squats. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my new favourite insult. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I remember when, like, back in the day, years ago this is, when me and Lee used to go to the gym, like, consistently throughout summer, 
And Lee could not bench press to save his life. He just could not get his left and his right yeah. arm to lift the bar at the same time. Like, it's probably his right arm, because that's his, his right in hand and his stronger arm, was lifting it up, and his left just couldn't do it. So he just couldn't bench press. And now he's lifting over 100 kilos all the time. Like, just goes to show practice makes perfect. Not today I wasn't. First day back in the gym. Yeah. 70 I was at. 70 for sixth, three sets. Yeah. I was doing um, alternating today on dumbbells for the 30s, and that was fucking hard. But it was. Yeah. It not easy. Wow. I bought some new... Um, protein shake today from my protein i got the um all in fucking blend one and it's got protein powder it's got bcaas it's got creatine and it was it's meant to be 60 quid but i use have you ever heard of honey it's like a browser plugin you can get for chrome oh i saw this on youtube it's amazing and it searches yeah it searches everything on the internet and finds discount codes for any website you're on and I ended up paying for that plus a new shaker. It cost me 38 quid, 42 packaging. That's sick. Yeah. So it, it should have cost me about 70 quid, I think, 75 quid, the overall, like overall. And it was like 42 in the end. I never get stuff online anymore. I just go to like, I went B&M today and got, you know, the protein mousse, the um, pancake mix. Selling that in there for like six quid. That's all right. I just want something substantial, like a proper... And I know it's got the creatine. I wasn't going to use creatine, but I've decided that I'm going to do it anyway. Um, yeah, I'm jumping back on it again, I think. I've been off it for... I've been off it for a good year now, so good to get back on it. I'm only going to have the 100, 100 gram scoop, like a 100 gram shake of it after the gym. 100 gram of creatine? I thought well, that's no, <laughs> no, the shake. I think it's got Five grams of protein per, uh, sorry, five grams of creatine oh, per scoop. Yeah. Um, so I reckon one hundred gram serving with milk after, because I'm not eating anything at the moment, like in the day. I didn't eat till one o'clock today. And then even then I had like some sushi and uh, what else did I have? Oh, like a little salad thing, quinoa Such shit. Such a bizarre food to break a fast with that. I'm hungry. I'm going to break my fast with sushi. <laughs> the thing is when when so i'm gonna get some ready meals but when you walk to tesco what what do you get i never know what to what to get why that's I just Fuck it. if i'm going to get a meal deal i'm getting a meal deal like i'll make it work <laughs> chicken and stuff is funny yeah. <laughs> chicken mayo. chicken mayo paprika max there you go lad Mm, no. <laughs> you got to bang them on a plate. You got to bang them on a plate, and you got to make your crisp boy. Right. The, the, the taste. Um, well, no, I'm not getting a plate out for a meal deal. That's first and foremost. No, you know what? Right, saying no, you're the sort of cunt who gets a prawn cocktail and a pack of quavers. You, you fucking weirdo. No, uh, no. I so I'm. I, I know what I have. Sometimes I have the sausage you know triple, the, the breakfast yeah. triple. Because I know what I'm, I know what I'm made of, but most of the time it's the chicken and bacon. <laughs> Not the ham sandwich, chicken and bacon. Breakfast triple. <laughs> That's where you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, then a triple, chicken triples are good as well. Uh, but if not that, then 
Um, you've got to get the McCoys. No, it's Tate McCoys. And then the biggest kind of Red Bull that will go on the deal and then get heartburn for the rest of the afternoon. Nah, chicken and stuffing, St. McCoy's, I'm with you on that one. And then either White Monster if I'm needing the caffeine, and if not, I'm just on water. What have you tried steak? Max. Walker's Max. Yeah, but because I'm working working in town, I'll go to Morrison's. They don't have them in the meal deal, but they just don't stock them. No. That's poor form, man. You had a boots meal deal. I had a boots meal deal not long ago. Wow. The only time I ever went is when I go to the airport. Mate, boots meal deals are spot on. They do good meal deals. Oh, oh yeah, mate. They're the spot on. If you're still living in 2005, you've got a MySpace account. Yeah, they're fucking spot on. <laughs> Everyone else is moving the times. Wait, wait. It's the best place for a meal deal. Oh. It's got it's got to be it's got to be either Tesco or Sainsbury's, hasn't it? Surely. Sainsbury's. It's probably Tesco's, I think. Sainsbury's. I do like when I go to Tesco's, I like the deli meat feast sub that they have. Deli meat feast, it's always on the bottom shelf in a proper like sandwich. Oh mate. Hey. They don't do meal deals. They just have like No, they do. They're in, they're in the cafe, they're in the restaurant, and they're shit. Uh, that's why I never go. Yeah, they're awful. They're tucked away in the cafe. Why? <laughs> I, honestly, I tried to get one once from the bridge section and it was literally just ham and it was a quid. And I was just like, this isn't the fucking way it's supposed to go. <laughs> it is just a quid though, man. <laughs> yeah. I know, mate, but for a just ham. <laughs> not, not even any butter on the bread. Just dry. I swear it even said that on the racket. Dry white bread and ham. Actually, say dry white bread. <laughs> rather go to the deli, buy me own just, ham, yeah, buy yeah. and sort it out myself for a quid. Yeah. What they're trying to do though is entice you into going over to the cheese section and buy some cheese and some butter or whatever and throw yeah. it on your own. <laughs> they want you buying the rubber products. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Not that, that darling. No, not at all. And if you're going to I go really Tesco, you just add to it as well. If you're going to go Tesco, we need to be going to the hot food counter because there's always a deal oh, yeah. on there. Oh, mate, even just the oh. bag of nuggets. Bag of nuggets hot, is... If you go in hot food counters, I'm sorry, boys, Morrison's takes, takes the, the winner there. You're biased, though. I am biased, but <laughs> it's, the, it's the winning one. It's the only one that's still got a full hot food counter. Why, why should I go to Morrison's? That one in Market Street as well, on Manchester... That fucking new sandwich thing they've got. This. <laughs> Knew it was coming. <laughs> this. Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. To support us, please follow us on social media by searching for at 4 one Sophie on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can also subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast stations, including Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and Anchor, as well as YouTube. Just search for 4 one Sophie. Thanks from myself, Lee, Danny, Dale and Josh and we'll catch you next time.